TII Item 428, May 22, 2017, iOS 10.3.2 Goldmaster, iOS 10.3.3 Beta 1. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. This episode is sponsored by Bowl and Branch. Go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you have ever owned. Today's episode is sponsored by Texture. Go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free trial. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Craig for sending in the artwork for today's show. Craig wrote the following. Hi, Rob. This is the greatest year in our history for Apple fanboys. I can feel it in my water. One of my highlights of your podcast was when you guessed on our podcast, Dis After Dark, Grace 8 and Eve 13 are standing in front of our local Apple store in Liverpool, England. Thanks for all you do. We'd be lost without you. Regards, Craig Lucas. Well, thanks, Craig, for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Craig's artwork in the free chai app via the bonus button for episode 428 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS or at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. Craig's picture continues to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of TII on the iPhone. Please, when taking a photo of yourself in front of your local Apple store, if possible, take a square picture, as I have to make them square for iTunes. And put your Apple store location on the photo along with the TII or Today in iOS branding. Thanks to the many of you that have already sent in photos. As always, send those pics to todayinios at gmail.com. And if you have some music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said music. I know I have many listeners in the UK, and for all those in the UK that were affected by Monday evening's terrorist attack, I want to say my thoughts and prayers are with you. We're going to go ahead and get right into the news. Last week on the 15th, Apple released iOS 10.3.2 Goldmaster. It is a double dot update, and that means more about what's under the hood than what's on it. The biggest kind of on-the-hood change was fixing issues with SiriKit car commands. Really, that is more under the hood. The rest of the changes were about subtle bug fixes, optimizations, and security patches. Lots and lots of security patches. According to Apple's own security update page, iOS 10.3.2 fixes quite a wide range of security and bugs. There were a fix for the AVE video encoder, which patched a hole where an application may be able to gain kernel privileges. They had a patch for core audio where an application may be able to read restricted memory. In all, there were 25 major patches that will stop applications or malicious sites from accessing the kernel or running arbitrary code execution, universal cross-site scripting, or other bad, bad things. Because of applications you installed, or worse yet, just because of sites you visit, you know, the type of sites that rhyme with corn. At this point, Apple has publicly stated what the patches were for, and that there are a bunch of them. And given that basically no one I could find had any issues with the update to 10.3.2 Goldmaster, I think it's not just safe to say this, but negligent not to. Release the hounds and update to 10.3.2 as soon as possible for any of your iOS devices that support it, which is any iOS device that supports 10.x for iOS. 
As always, I do recommend doing a backup of your iOS device prior to any updates and that you force quit all open apps and then do a reset network settings, then do the update. But again, iOS 10.3.2 Goldmaster, release the hounds and update ASAP. One last note, those wondering about performance of iOS 10.3.2 versus iOS 10.3.1, basically it's identical. No speed up or slow down for devices. There's an article from Redmond Pi that links to videos of comparisons for the two versions on the iPhone 5, 5S, 6, and 6S. And again, the long of the short, speed of the two versions is basically the same, with any difference being minor at best. If the fear of an actual performance hit versus a potential security threat had you on the fence for an update, fear not about performance. Fear only for security and update. Or put another way, with 10.3.2, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. One rumor out there was that iOS 10.3.2, once released, would be the last update to iOS 10, since on June 5th, Apple would be introducing iOS 11.0 Beta 1. I did not report on those rumors because, well, I figured somewhere between now and the end of August, Apple would do some other sort of update. And well, Apple did not wait that long at all. Right after 10.3.2 went Goldmaster, Apple released iOS 10.3.3 Beta 1 to devs and shortly thereafter to the public beta testers. As a double dot update, it is mostly about bug fixes and optimizations. I will say mostly because if you are an owner of an iPad Pro 12.9 inch version, you get three new wallpapers to choose from. Some say this limit of just the iPad Pro 12.9 inch version is a sign that Apple will introduce new iPad Pros next month. Mm, probably not. Per any other new features, I have not seen any nor read about any reports of other new features. It looks like it was just with the new iPad Pro wallpapers and that's it. Now, in case you are curious, no, 10.3.3 Beta 1 is not any faster or slower than 10.3.2 Goldmaster. The folks that did the speed test I mentioned earlier for 10.3.1 versus 10.3.2 did the tests on the same four devices for 10.3.2 Goldmaster versus 10.3.3 Beta 1. And again, they perform pretty much identically. Looking through the dev forums, I saw some reports uh, that 10.3.3 fixed the routing issues with Bluetooth devices, that would be a nice fix if true. Beyond that, pretty quiet in the dev forums and nothing about new features. So as always, for a double dot update, it is mostly just about squashing Bugman. And when it's a double dot update with a beta, that's really what it's about. On May 16th, Apple also released WatchOS 3.2.3 beta 1 to devs. Yep, bug fixes and optimization are all that have been reported there. While talking about watchOS, I had someone ask if I thought the first generation Apple Watches would support watchOS 4.0 when it's released. Uh, yes, yes I do. I could be way off on this, but I think Apple does not want to present any ill will towards those that were early adopters with the first gen Apple Watch. Will all new features for watchOS 4.0 be available for first-gen Apple Watches? Of course not, but some will, or so I think. On May 16th, Apple also released tvOS 10.2.2 Beta 1 to developers. Yep, bug fixes and optimization are all that have been reported there. In the dev forums, there were a few reports of crashes with this version. 
So if you were thinking of putting this on the same Apple TV as you plan to watch House of Cards on the 30th of May when it's released, you may just want to hold off. Interesting article about Cardiogram, which is an iOS app and a watchOS app that, when used with the Apple Watch, was able to detect abnormal heart rhythms with a 97% accuracy. The study involved over 6,100 participants who were recruited from the Cardiogram app on Apple Watch. The study in this case said that the abnormal heart rhythm they were looking at is a leading indicator of strokes. Quote, this study would save many lives. Atrial fibrillation, the most common abnormal heart rhythm, causes one in four strokes, unquote. Apple has stated all along part of their goal with the Apple Watch was to provide health benefits. This is one of the first big studies to come out. Should be interesting to see where things are a few years from now. From Google Plus via Chris in London, the following is from an email Apple sent out. Quote, beginning on the 15th of June, app-specific passwords will be required to access your iCloud data using third-party apps such as Microsoft Outlook, Mozilla Thunderbird, or other mail contacts and calendar services not provided by Apple. If you are already signed into a third-party app using your primary Apple ID password, you will be signed out automatically when this change takes effect. You will need to generate an app-specific password and sign in again, unquote. And thanks, Chris, for the heads up on that. Now note, if you do not use third-party mail or contacts or calendar apps with your iCloud account, you should not be affected, nor should those apps. This is not about apps like TII, which can use your iCloud account to sync between devices or many of the other aggregator apps that do the same thing with the Apple's APIs for iCloud. This is only for those third-party apps for mail, contacts, and calendar and working with your iCloud account. Most apps that work with iCloud should not be affected. How will you know for sure? Well, on June 16th, if all your apps work, you're fine. If some of them have logged you out, and you need to go log in and generate a password, well, then you know you weren't fine. But again, this should not affect most apps. It should only affect those apps that deal with your mail, calendar, and contacts. Apple has launched Today at Apple, not to be confused with Today in iOS. Today at Apple tells you what educational classes are going on at all of the almost 500 Apple stores around the world. The URL is a tough one to remember, so you might want to write this down. It is apple.com slash today. For example, on May 24th at the Leewood Apple Store, there were, or there will be, 13 different classes going on. And from these include from how to create and collaborate with GarageBand to how to sketch, draw, and paint with iPad to photo walks, manipulating light and shadow. And that was just one day in the middle of the week. Again, over 13 classes, or there were 13 classes listed. Please don't mistake this for new classes or Apple just starting this. Apple has always had classes at Apple stores. This just makes it much easier to see what those classes are. And not all classes are by Blue Shirts or Apple Geniuses. In some cases, Apple will get some local expert to come in and share their knowledge on a subject. I used to do that at the Apple store on the plaza in Kansas City, where I would go and teach classes on podcasting. So go to apple.com slash today to find out what's at your local Apple store and see what's coming up near you. See if there's a class in there you want to take, especially if you have some coding classes you want to do or you just want to get better at using some Apple application. 
Thanks to Bowling Branch for sponsoring our show. You don't need to spend a fortune to get the rest you need. Great sleep starts with the right sheets, and they are more affordable than you think with Bowling Branch. The right sheets can take your sleep and your style to the next level. With Bowling Branch, you will get the best sheets, which are made from 100% organic cotton. That means not only do Bowling Branch sheets feel incredible, but they also look amazing. We've had ours for over a year now, and they are really soft, and they get softer each time you wash them. Springtime is a time for change, and you really need to change to the best and softest sheets. No more sleeping in long johns or long pajamas. Now it's shorts, if even that. And don't you want the softest sheets next to your skin? Go to bowlandbranch.com and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping when you use promo code TII. That's $50 off plus free shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. Once more, that's B-O-L-L-N branch.com, promo code TII. And since Bowling Branch sells exclusively online, you don't pay the expensive retail markup. That's half the price for twice the quality. But here is the best part. Don't take my word for it. Try them out for yourself. 30 nights risk-free. If you don't love them for any reason, they will take them back and refund you without any hassle at all. Bowling Branch wants you and your family to feel good about your sheets inside and out. Rest easy knowing their sheets are ethically made, meaning everyone involved in the creation of their bedding has been treated with respect. These are sheets that feel good and you can feel good about owning. Please go to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com and use promo code TII. Hello, Rob. It's Daniel from Whispeach, Cambridgeshire. I just want to talk about the state of Apple at the minute after Google released their I.O. conference. Google Lens, uh, Google Photos, Google Assistant, it all seems to be moving towards AI. Um, away from VR, after Apple firmly put themselves in the AI bracket, it seems like Google is now copying, or had it already had this in mind. So basically, my point is, uh, WWDC this year, well, happening as of recording, hopefully next month, they are going to have to go all out guns blazing with Siri, AI, um, the improvements are going to need to be massive because the the rumour mills are, are mongering and I'm hearing people jumping shit to Google Photos. Uh, myself, I've just downloaded Google Photos. I always had it as a backup plan. But since its AI intelligence is, is looking far superior, I'm starting to sort of move everything over to, to that sort of platform. Uh, also, the W1 chip in these Beats headphones isn't very good. Um, I did do you a long message about it. I don't believe I sent it. If I did, apologies. But I didn't think it was relevant to iOS, so I don't think I sent it. But again, um, I don't know where they're going. I don't know what direction they're going in. I just know that they have this money, this pot of wealth, and they need to start spending because they are getting left behind. In my opinion, Siri as an AI is about fourth behind everything, including Tratana. And that is my final word on it. What do you think? What do the listeners think? I'll be keen to know. And as always... (laughs) Have a nice day. Daniel, thanks for the feedback. And I would definitely agree they're not first or second, and they probably are tied or a little behind uh, in third or fourth place. So not first or second, but uh, they're tied or right behind Cortana. It'll be interesting to see what new features for Siri are announced and what Apple has to say about Siri. But I do agree with you. 
They do need to say something at WWDC about Siri improvements. And it will be very interesting to see if they do actually release a Siri-controlled smart speaker that would compete with the Google Home and Alexa uh, Echo devices. Well, folks, what say you? 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Into the email bag we go, and it's kind of a longer one. Hi, Rob. In the latest episode, uh, item 427, you mentioned the how-to shoot tutorials that Apple has put out there. However, you did not mention that they are on YouTube as well. I had seen them show up in my feed a few days ago and had wondered if, wondered if maybe you didn't know they were available on YouTube. So FYI. Well, actually, I kind of did, but you can see their YouTube videos, but it's easier just to go to apple.com slash iPhone slash photography dash how dash two. Okay, back to your email. As per your question about what is one, two, or more things I would like to see or we would like to see in iOS 11, the main request I would have right now is landscape support for all Apple native apps, at least. I guess my second request would be a one-handed mode other than the double tap to drop uh, screen method because I still have to really stretch to reach across the screen even with one hand. Sammy did the one-handed thing pretty well, so could Apple uh, if they tried. Third, I guess, would be to tie in between more creative options in Apple Photos and swipe uh, support on the keyboard. I tried to make a movie for my wife using the Apple Photos app, and I found it difficult to start one from scratch and disappointing that I can only add a select few photos uh, to the project as opposed to any pics I choose. The swipe feature was extremely handy when I used Android and was accurate as well. I guess I'll throw in granular volume controls in there as a final wish item. I don't know if they will ever do it, but one can only hope to have a little more control and less frustration when it comes to volume. That's my two cents. Keep up the good work. P.S. Congrats on the 10-year anniversary. And then P.S.S. I've been listening to the podcast in order from the beginning, and it's taking quite a while to get through them. I'm not even close to being caught up yet. I've had a few laughs on your behalf and also nodded in agreement as you predicted something that would come to be. I like how you take a rumor or quote and put the facts on the table and explain the details and prove them wrong. That is quality entertainment. Uh, you will probably agree with me on the fact that I believe Apple is the best at what they do. I'm very pleased being on this side of the fence. The other side of the fence isn't so great, but I do have to admit there are some features over there that I think Apple could implement in a better way to make our lives just that much easier. Sometimes I feel like Apple waits a little longer than they should, in my opinion. Anyway, I've gone on long enough. Great job. Regards, James K.S. James, thanks for the kind words. I hope you're having fun going through the back catalog. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. So I've been using Pocket Cast on and off for years, and I'm currently back using it. After the Apple Podcast app used all my data one day, downloading over cellular despite that option being turned off. Does yourself or Libsyn have any ideas on what the podcast app might perform like in iOS 11? What would everyone like to see it do? I'd love to boost volume and trim silences, and I'd love to be able to easily share short sound bites from individual episodes regards Craig L. Well, Craig, I can tell you this much. 
Apple said that they want to make the podcast app, Apple's podcast app, I guess it's now, or Apple, yeah, Apple's podcast app is now the official name. Uh, they want to make that the best podcast app out there. And that means they've got some work to do to catch up to Overcast, which is probably one of the, if not the best, if you take the features from Overcast and the features from Castro, combine them, you would probably have the best iOS app. And I like, you know, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I like Apple's podcast app. I use it, but it could definitely use some additional features. Now that said, the features that make Overcast and Castro better in some cases are more, especially on the Overcast side, are more power user features. And they do give you a lot more control. And that might not be something Apple feels comfortable putting out there. Uh, may feel it's a little too techy. So you might not see the slim the trim silence and, and other nice features that Overcast has in there, for example. But as for what I know personally, I know nothing other than Apple saying they want to make the Apple podcast app the best podcast app out there. Random tip time. If you go to the iPhone app and tap on the green button, it will bring up the last number dialed. Interestingly, this works even if the person had deleted out the last number that they called from on the call log. So let's say you have a young teenage child and you asked who they called and they said, no one. And they think they are smart and they deleted out the last number they called. You can just tap that green button for the iPhone app and or the phone app, I should say, and it will appear, poof, what the last number was that they dialed, even if they had gone to the call log and deleted it out. And all of a sudden, all the cheaters in the audience went, oh, we are now over 3,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks, everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode was from Tosin O, who commented the following, quote, anybody having connectivity issues with their AirPods? Just on the phone as we speak with a senior Apple's engineer, who is arranging for me to get a replacement device, having spoken with a few of the juniors who have taken some troubleshooting steps, all of which have some, haven't solved the problem. The problem is that the connectivity with my iPhone 7 Plus is hit or miss, sometimes seamless, but more often than not needing me to force connection by swiping up to get to Bluetooth options and selecting the AirPods instead of iPhone. This is becoming really annoying when you are starting a telephone conversation and the Bluetooth connectivity drops. Anybody having a similar experience, unquote. Francis Tapia replied with, quote, I use the iPhone SE as my daily driver uh, instead of the company iPhone 7. One of my Bluetooth devices seems to go into sleep mode or something because that is exactly the issue. Other Bluetooth devices, no issues. What seems to solve it for a while is a phone reboot, unquote. Dan McDermott replied with, quote, all the time, hit or miss with my iPhone 6S Plus, unquote. And then Joe G replied with, quote, happens to me if I switch my AirPods to link with my MacBook Pro, then after that for the first time, the first few times, I want to connect with the AirPods of my 6 Plus. I have to swipe up on the phone and select them. Sometimes they are there. Sometimes it takes a while for them to show up. I've been using Bluetooth since 2007, and it's always been a little bit kludgy when you switch between devices. AirPods are better, but not perfect. 
Sound quality is top shelf. I love them, unquote. And this is something I've experienced on and off with my AirPods as well. Sometimes they work great. Other times they will not connect. And then I have to put them back in the case and hit the little button and then reopen it. And Anyway, I just updated to iOS 10.3.3 beta 1 on Friday. And so far they seem stable. But again, that update wasn't until Friday and I'm recording this Monday night. And I haven't had a whole week of using them yet. Matter of fact, I'm only had to really one business day of using them. And that one business day, though, I didn't have any issues. And again, as I reported earlier, in the developer forums, 10.3.3 beta 1 is reported to fix Bluetooth connectivity issues. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens and dozens of new posts and comments in the TI Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboys free zone and spammer free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to today at iOS.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 3,500 plus of you already in the community and contributing. There was a very nice article in Mac Rumors last week, which talks about Tim Cook sitting down for coffee with three YouTubers to talk about accessibility. This was done for Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which was last week, May 18th. At the link in the show notes, you can see the three videos, one for each of the people Tim t- sat down with. He sat down with them one at a time. There was James Rath, a legally blind filmmaker, Ricky Pointer, a deaf advocate and blogger, and Tatiana Lee, an actress who was born with spina bifida. They all talked about Apple products that they use in their daily lives. I love the beginning of the video with James Rath. He asked Tim to introduce himself. And Tim says, quote, my name is Tim and I work here at Apple and I have the privilege of working with some of the most incredible people in the world, unquote. Not his title, not that he's CEO, not that he runs the place, nothing like that at all. Very humble. Later on, he is asked about Apple and the work to make their products more accessible and available to everyone. And Tim said the following, quote, Apple is founded on giving people power to create things, to do things that they couldn't do without those tools. And we've always viewed accessibility as a human right. And so just like human rights are for everyone, we want our products to be accessible for everyone. And so it is a basic core value of Apple. We don't make products for a particular group of people. We make products for everybody. We feel very strongly that everyone deserves an equal opportunity and equal access So we don't look at this thing from a return on investment point of view. I've been asked that before. The answer is no. I've never looked at it that. We don't care about that. Unquote. I just love that part. We've always viewed accessibility as a human right. Well said, Mr. Cook. Again, you can see all three videos, and I really highly recommend you do watch all three, at the link titled Apple CEO Tim Cook Talks Accessibility, It's in the show notes for episode 428. Speaking of Tim Cook, rumor has it Tim has been spotted testing a prototype glucose monitor. Back in February, Tim told students at the University of Glasgow that he had been wearing a glucose monitor for a few weeks and then took it off just before the trip to Europe. So reports of him supporting it now are probably accurate. It is possible it is the third-party monitor that Apple will announce a partnership with at WWDC, if you believe some rumors. Glucose monitoring is something Apple has been linked to for a few years, to say the least. Pops up every quarter or so. But now that Tim Cook has publicly mentioned it, 
and is reported to be wearing it again. The link to an announcement at WWDC, well, it's hard to keep people from connecting those dots. I do want to point out, some have said the Apple Watch would have this feature built in, but there are some regulatory reasons for that not to happen, such a, well, anyway, it's a shame. But as it, it would require FDA certification of the Apple Watch, and that would slow down the process of getting each Apple Watch out. The more likely event is either a third-party device that talks with your Apple Watch or iOS device, or even possibly a new accessory line of FDA-approved devices directly from Apple. And, and I would like to see this last possibility, as Apple has a lot of money do a lot of great things in this arena because it takes a lot of time, research, and, well, FDA approval. Hopefully at WWDC, there'll be a special announcement from Apple about new, direct from Apple, devices that will pair up with your Apple Watch and iOS device for in, in the area of health-related items like glucose monitoring, to name one. I read some articles this past week that made it sound like Apple Pay was either right behind or right even with PayPal. It seemed odd. When reading these articles, none of them really went over how many dollars each processed in transactions in a quarter, because the total amount of transaction is the real number and real measure. Not as some of these articles, though, implied. I mean, they were referencing vague surveys asking people to rank their favorite in-app payment system. And somehow, because of those rankings, they said Apple was even with PayPal. Mm, PayPal said they had revenue of $2.98 billion in the last quarter. For Apple Pay, all we know is Apple Pay transactions were up 450% in the last quarter versus the year-ago period. So really, there's no way to know how the two truly stack up as Apple is just not letting the cat out of the bag. But rest assured, when the cat in the bag is bigger than PayPal's cat out of the bag, I have a feeling Apple will drop a few not-so-subtle comments about it. For now, I will say this. Apple Pay is not accepted at nearly enough places, but at least it is more than there was last year and not less than a year ago. And it is growing in acceptance, but it will be a slow go until the day where you can finally just pay everywhere you want with your Apple Watch and Apple Pay. And speaking of which, Apple Pay is now available in Italy. Italian customers can now work with Boon, Carefor Banca, and Unicredit to connect Apple Pay to their devices. And in the coming months, other Italian financial institutions will also work with Apple Pay. And while Apple Pay is now live in more than a dozen countries, <laughs> there is still the vast majority where it's not yet supported. You can learn more about this in Italy by going to apple.com slash IT slash Apple dash pay. Home builder Brookfield announced that all of its new Southern California homes will by default come with Apple HomeKit accessories. While other home builders have announced HomeKit as an option, Brookfield is apparently or seems to be the first to announce it as a standard offering. The first community to get this will be the Delano neighborhood in Irvine's Eastwood Village. We're talking homes basically starting in the mid-700s, $700,000 range and going up quickly from there. So yeah, this is not your starter home type builds. These are higher end to very higher end homes. 
On the rumor front, there is a supposed photo of an iPhone 7 Plus, an iPhone 8, and an iPhone 7 molds. These are allegedly for building cases. In the photos, the two things that stand out is one, the vertical double camera that has been reported over and over and over as a likely feature for the iPhone 8, and that's there. And that the iPhone 8 appears to be almost the same size as the iPhone 7, yet is reported to have a bigger screen than the iPhone 7 Plus. If true, this means we get a bigger screen than the iPhone 7 Plus, but in a package just slightly bigger than the iPhone 7, which is a win-win. Which, of course, goes back to the rumor of the infinity screen, as some are calling it now, where the screen goes to the edges with no bezel. Some say the iPhone 8 will have a 5.85-inch diagonal screen size versus the 5.5 for the 7 Plus. One other rumor is the iPhone 8 is it will be bundled with AirPods and not the hardwired lightning earbuds that came with the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus now, but rather you'll get the AirPods with the iPhone 8. That'd be nice. It'd be appropriate, especially given the pricing that people are throwing out there for the iPhone 8, where they're saying it's going to start at $999 for the 128 gig version. Uh, will be interesting to see what happens there come the fall. But uh, I would like to see AirPods be bundled in and be native with the high-end iPhones. And please don't mistake what I would like to see with what I think will happen. I think they're probably going to stick with the same lightning-wired earpods. But I would love to see, or really like to see, AirPods included. I had a few people ask if these were real photos of the iPhone 8. And these photos came from BGR. So sadly, no, they're not. Because they came from BGR. Of course they're not. And later on, BGR changed, updated, or added in their article, that the photos are a mock-up. Still not sure how you can exclusively obtain photos of an iPhone 8 mock-up and have that somehow be news. Initially, they reported it on Twitter like they were the real thing. And again, of course not. It was from BGR. BGR never breaks news. They just make link bait. Hey, but at least they are pretty mock-ups. For some reason, rumors flew around the last week that Apple would be killing off the iPad mini. Not sure what triggered this all of a sudden. I mean, they go back, it seems like these articles go back to the anemic product offerings for the iPad mini. Heck, just go to the iPad page on apple.com and click compare. What jumps out at you, should jump out at you, is the iPad mini is supporting an A8 processor. We talked about this in the past. And the rest of the iPads, i.e. anything bigger than the iPad mini, is supporting either an A9 or an A9X. Again, not sure why analysts are now picking the time to rumor about the iPad mini's death, but I would say this. With the drop-off in iPad sales, this is not the time for Apple to be killing off the iPad mini line this fall. Apple should bump it up to the A10 processor, which I think they'll do. The mini is a great device. My wife loves her mini, when she can get it back from the kids, that is. Some rumors have Apple introducing a new iPad at WWDC. I just don't see that. There will be a lot for Apple to introduce. Four major OS updates, and most likely a new Alexa competitor powered by Siri, and maybe new MacBook Pros, but I would not be surprised to see Apple just roll out an update to the MacBook Pro prior to WWDC, maybe even this week or middle of next week, rather than waste time on stage talking about new Intel processors inside the MacBooks. That's not really all that exciting. 
I mean, and something that they should do anyway. So likely between now and June 5th, you're going to see new MacBook Pros update on the Apple website with no announcement at WWDC because they'll get that out of the way ahead of time. But I do think you're going to see the new Siri-powered speaker system be introduced, something that is a, a, a partnership with the Beats team. I don't know what you call it a partnership since Beats is part of Apple, but it'll be something where they take probably a Beats product or technology and combine it with Siri, and you get a really good speaker system with Siri intelligence. Thanks once again to Texture for sponsoring our show. As I said before, Texture is essentially the Netflix of magazines. You get access to over 200 of the top magazines. And here is what's really important in the current environment. These are real news publications. No fake news from either the right or the left or people looking for link bait. We are talking real credible news magazines like Time Magazine, The New Yorker, Macworld, Popular Science, and many others. You know the type you know, that still believe in those two verified sources before reporting on something. But you only need one app and service to get all these great magazines, and that is Texture, and it's T-E-X-T-U-R-E. And Texture really helps me keep track of the podcasting marketplace and the smartphone industry. And that is the beauty of Texture. You get access to over 200 top magazines covering every niche with your subscription, and Texture has gone beyond delivering just the magazines itself. They made it easy to find and enjoy articles you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactive features, videos, and more. Texture is normally $9.99 a month, and you get over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com slash TII, you get the next 14 days free. It's a 14-day free trial. Try it out. The magazines look great on your iPhone or iPad, and that means you have access to all the magazines anytime, anywhere. And here's what I really like. You can search for a topic across all the magazines. Search for podcast and sort by newest, and I can keep up to date on my day job. Why on earth would you subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you could have all the best ones on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? Sign up now, texture, and gain insider access to all the content from the world's best publications. No trees were killed to bring you these great publications. It's all just bits, man. Once again, go to texture.com slash TII to get your free 14-day trial. Get real news from real news sources. Hey, Rob, it's Jeff from Connecticut. Just giving you a ring. I understood that all the stores, uh, Apple stores were supposed to close on the night of the 16th to be totally redone. And I uh, just drove by my uh, local store here in New Haven, Connecticut, on the night of the 18th, and sure enough, the shades are up, and the store still isn't redone. Didn't know if you knew anything about that, or if uh, the myth of everybody being redone on one night is... Uh, not true. Thanks, Rob. Have a great one. Enjoy the show. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for the feedback. And here's what I can tell you. It's not all the stores. It was the old stores. So stores that hadn't been updated in a while. What's the definition of old? That's up to Apple. But it seems it was all the old stores were updated. And they were done last week. If your store wasn't updated, then it wasn't considered one of the old stores. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Do you or anyone know of a free word processing app that uses universal file formats like RTF, TXT, or DOC? The app also needs to have a sharing capability without requiring an account or paid subscription. For any of its features, any ideas would be much appreciated. Regards, Shandy. 
And here's what I asked. I asked if she had tried Pages, as that will do what she wants. And yes, Pages is free now. She replied saying it was for a friend, and the friend was afraid it would not also save an RTF or open or any other open standard. Fear not, I said, because from inside Pages, you can share in the following formats via email. Pages, of course. PDF, Word, EPUB, and RTF. Yes, Pages is a great, free, and flexible program from Apple for your word processing needs and for both opening and exporting multiple file formats for formats for text docs, including the DOC and DOCX formats that someone may send you from a Word document. You can then take it in and then export it out to, again, Pages, PDF, Word, EPUB, and RTF. Back to having a Kickstarter project to feature. This week, it's called Smooth VU, all-in-one photo stabilizer. Great videos anywhere. Whew, that is a mouthful. Just search for Smooth VU, one word, so S-M-O-O-T-H-V-U. From their About page uh, about the product, uh, quote, Smooth VU, world's first portable production studio for your phone. Our stabilizer kit also contains a high-quality microphone, wide-angle lenses, LED light, power bank, tripod, and hard case, unquote. They had a goal of 20K, and they have raised 30K so far. You have until June 1st at 11.17 a.m. Central Time to fund this one. Pricing for this is not cheap. It's $249 with an estimated July 2017 ship date, which means they've already got this thing done. They claim the $249 price is $80 off the $329 retail price. The kit comes with a with the three-axis stabilizer, adjustable LED, microphone and windsock, wide-angle lenses, tripod, two 2600 mAh batteries, a hard case, and their own Smooth VU app. Again, search for Smooth VU, one word, at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 428. Amazon has updated the Alexa app. They added support for calling and messaging Echo devices. Quote, the updated app lets you call and message Amazon Echo and Echo Dot owners and anyone else with the Alexa app on their phones, unquote. If you have an Echo, you will want to update the app and go through the new setup procedure. It will ask about linking a phone number to your account and more. Google last week had their I.O. developer event. That's their version of WWDC or Build and they introduced Google Assistant for iPhone. According to Google, quote, meet your Google Assistant. Ask it questions, tell it to do things. It's your own personal Google, always ready to help. Whether you need a reminder to pick up milk, help finding your travel photos, or need to make a dinner reservation, your assistant is ready to help. To get started, press the mic icon or start typing. Some things your assistant can help with. Make a quick phone call. Send text messages, send emails, set reminders, set calendar events, play music, navigate to places, ask it anything. Unquote. Now before you toss Siri out on the street and go get cozy with Google Assistant, note Siri's still better on the iPhone than Google Assistant is on the iPhone. Mark Gurman noted seven top reasons why Google Assistant is not as good as Siri. One, you have to download it from the app, from the app store. Two, you can't launch it with your iPhone's home button or with your voice. Three, you can't tap into basic iPhone functions and settings. Four, 
you can't launch apps, search some Apple content stores, or pull up photos. Five, you can't integrate with other non-Google apps on your iPhone. Six, integrated Apple services typically require an extra step. And seven, you can't easily use it in the car. That's not to say if you're already fully immersed in the Google ecosystem, you will not be happy with this news and app, as you likely will be happy on both fronts. But if you are not using many, any of the Google apps, Google Assistant on the iPhone does not make much, if any sense, versus Siri. Plus, Siri is just so much more sexy. In the cloud, everyone's beautiful. I know quite a few of you use the SwiftKey keyboard for your iOS devices. Well, it has received a major update, and you probably already know that. But just in case, the overall look and feel has been upgraded or changed, depending on your perspective. The new update brings new animated themes, support for 68 new languages, bringing to 106 languages it supports. From SwiftKey themselves, quote, Supporting the many different languages spoken by our users around the world and delivering the best multilingual typing experience has always been one of our goals and a point of pride for the SwiftKey team. We're incredibly excited to offer more language models than any other iOS keyboard available right now, and we can't wait for you to get your hands on them." Unquote. If you are someone where English is not your native language and are looking for a new keyboard, check out SwiftKey, as it likely supports your native language. Plus, the price is right. It's free. Note, they actually just updated to version 2.0.1 today on May 22nd. So if you had downloaded version 2.0 before, you should update as the new version fixes some bugs, especially with Facebook. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I've encountered an issue when trying to back up my iPhone 6 Plus to iTunes on my computer. Here's a photo of the error message I've encountered. I seem to recall that one of your listeners may have run into the same issue, but I don't remember what the resolution for the problem turned out to be. My iPhone is running the latest version of iOS, and iTunes is also up to date. I tried doing the error message suggested, what it suggested, i.e. deleting the only backup that was listed in the devices section, but when I tried backing up the phone again, I received the same message. Restarted my computer and my phone and saw that my one backup was back in iTunes again. I'm actually reluctant to delete this backup as it's the only one I have, but I guess if it's corrupted, it will be no good anyway. Please help. Thanks so much, Tammy S. And per the error message she was getting, it says iTunes could not back up the iPhone and they gave the name of the iPhone because the backup was corrupt or not compatible with this iPhone. Delete the backup for the iPhone in devices preferences, then try again. So Tammy, the first thing I would suggest is make sure that the cable that you have between your iPhone and your computer is an official Apple cable. So make sure that USB to lightning cable is the official one from Apple and not a third party cable. That sometimes will cause an issue. Second, make sure it's plugged directly into the USB port on your computer, not into the USB port on a keyboard or monitor or anything like that, straight into the computer. If those two items are okay, and that's what you've already done, then the next thing to look at is how you have the encryption settings. Make sure you have it for an encrypted or uh, encrypted backup. That one is going to be a more extensive backup and see if you have that. 
If that doesn't do it, then I'm going to say, folks, if anyone else has seen an issue like this, what did you do to fix your backup issues? Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, this is Aaron from Brooklyn. I had called previously a few times in the past about my experiences with Spotify versus Apple, and I'm still using Spotify. But now i got AirPods. Everyone told you a lot about the features and everything, so I'm going to tell you a few things. I'm not into heavy bass. That means is, is that when the Beats first came out and Apple didn't own them, the low ends were very, too much bass, no mids or trebles for me. It was muffled. The highest end ones were great, too expensive for my taste. Okay, so they've improved Beats a bunch, but still, there's a wire. Wires always break on me, always. Eventually, they're going to break. Shorting out one or both headphones, but you hear the, hear the cords, even if it's Bluetooth, between the right and the left, the collars, the jackets, you hear all of the um, noise as it rubs back and forth. And people say that they can't hear you, then you have to move the mic up to your mouth, totally up to your mouth, and that gets annoying, and still they don't always hear you. These, I never had a problem with the sound quality of making a phone call. I never had them fall out of my ears. Now, batteries. Who's going to listen to it five hours straight uh, unless you're running a marathon? But it could be, but let's say. So people don't. But you put them back in the case. And let's say you listen to it five, ten, fifteen hours. Okay. I had put them back in the case many times and used it throughout the day. And at the end of the day, I was left at the lowest point of any day at 45% left in the case to charge it. Use it the next day, came back with 12%. Not a problem. Has plenty of power. I can go a whole day taking it in and out of the case and using it. Next, let's talk about one flaw in the This flaw is that I use Spotify. And so... When you say go to next track while you're in the Spotify app, it will go to next track, even if your phone has turned off the screen and everything, and you're listening to music. Go to next track beautifully. Say previous track, and it does not. What it does is it goes to the beginning of the track you're listening to. I went over and over and over to try to maybe, you know, sometimes it just went to the first part, but once it's at the first part, then it will go back to the... Next, the previous track, never. You have right at the beginning and you do it immediately. It still plays from the beginning of that track. You can't get back to the previous track, but you could go forward to the next track. And so that's the only hindersome. It's so little and doesn't even matter to me too much because I always have my phone with me because I have T-Mobile. I never lose out on my data from using these streamers because um, of that. I don't download anything to my phone. I'm always looking in the sky, so I always have my phone um, with me out so I can use it to play my music. Um, that being said, I recommend them. I love them. And um, they fit. I had a splash of water with them, like I told you. They kept working. So I believe Apple went beyond good headphones, with dur- especially with durability. And um, I believe that Apple didn't tell you everything they could do because, you know, okay, something happened. They would say, we didn't tell you they were waterproof because they're probably not rated or tested for a rating. But in my experience, 
for about 30 seconds and two inches of water. It still works. Okay, now, just to update you on the Spotify thing, the Spotify thing, I still use Spotify. One good reason, another good reason is not only can it's the best service that helps you find new music, they have podcasts on there. This podcast is on there because I have T-Mobile and I can listen to things through my service through T-Mobile without getting charged data. This is Aaron from Brooklyn. Aaron, thanks for the feedback. And he had called a couple of times and had asked there how long you can go on a voicemail message. I think you're limited to four minutes and maybe five, but my recommendation is once you get to three minutes, wrap it up because you don't know. I don't really know when it's going to cut off. And in that last case, you got cut off and I just had to put your intro at the end to make it sound like it was an outro. Tell me a bedtime story. I've been told I'm better at singing lullabies. Tell me a bedtime story. Once upon a time, there was a little child who had magic beans and red shoes, and the child climbed a castle wall and spun straw into gold, and ran into an eggman who fell off a wall, and then fell asleep under a tree for a gigatrillion years. The end. Tell me a bedtime story. Both 6,000 and 7,000 alloys are referred to as age-hardenable aluminum alloys. They can be hardened by heating them at 100 to 200 degrees Celsius. This strengthening occurs because of precipitation of nanometer particles in the metal. Are you asleep yet? Tell me a bedtime story. Once upon a time, there was a robot chicken, and it went into the woods, where it met a three-headed gallopod and a tiny jumping snail, and they danced all night in the woods until the silver monkeys came out. They fell asleep under banana leaves, and when they woke up, they all had magical flying powers. Huzzah. Tell me a bedtime story. In the great green dimension, there was an iPhone and a red balloon and a picture of Azoltax and Kyle jumping over the third moon. Tell me a bedtime story. Next, you'll be asking me for a glass of milk and a dark matter cookie. Thanks again to Texture for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free 14-day trial with access to well over 200 of the best and most popular magazines. Before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else an app or product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS-related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you have created on an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. This is your show, and your feedback is greatly desired. And don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. And thanks again to Bull and Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned with free shipping to boot. Finally, check out the newly updated TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It's fully voiceover friendly, of course. 
And again, the last update, we really improved the push notifications. So make sure you go and update and get the latest version. Go right now, find the TI app and get the update. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for TII.